Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's C. Sparky Pfeiffer along with Nathan Marzion, baby. It's time for Green and Growing, episode number one. Try number two. I, I know you don't understand what I'm talking about, but I'll, I'll, I'll pull back the currents. I'm going to let you know what all happened. So this is what happened. So we go to record this first episode with Nathan and myself, and Nathan's voice has been struggling right throughout the day, and he's like, I don't know if I can do it, Sparky. i got to figure this out. I don't know. I don't know. I said, well, come in. We'll figure it out. So we, we start recording the episode. It was really funny, y'all. I mean, it was so good. We're never going to duplicate how good the first one was. We're just It's, it's just not going to be as good. We'll try, but it probably won't be. And so we do this whole thing. I walk out of here. He walks out of here. We're both really happy. We're like, oh, boy, this podcast is going to be great. Great chemistry, the whole thing. I leave. go get the kid uh, from his weightlifting session or whatever that he had for baseball. I come back here to you know upload it and, and make cuts. So you guys can listen to different uh, you know smaller cuts of the whole podcast. That, you know when you go and you listen on Odyssey or Apple or Spotify. I, I get back here. I, I download the audio. I, I go to do it and it's overmodulated, distorted. The whole thing just completely sucked. I just couldn't. I mean, I could understand, but it, nothing we could do. So fast forward three hours later, we're back in the studio, uh, and we're, we're going to do this again. Why? Because we love them, right? We, we love you, the listener, uh, brand new to the Green and Growing podcast. We said the first one was going to drop on Friday, and gosh darn it, it's going to drop on Friday morning one way or the other, no matter how late it is when we're recording this thing, Nathan. Uh, so I gave Nathan's voice some more time to heal up uh, as well. So first topic uh, at hand, box off to a 3-0 and zero start which is a beautiful thing at this point, uh, and very excited about that. So wh- what to you has stood out the most from a positive standpoint concerning this Bucks team right now that, that you're really happy with what you're seeing? Uh, I think this Giannis guy is pretty good at basketball. <laughs> yeah, he is. And um, not only that, but I think Brooke Lopez, this could, I mean, this is overreaction, we're only a few games in, but... Brooke Lopez could be in the running for defense player of the year this year. I mean, he looks absolutely phenomenal on that end. Guys are trying to go in the paint and score on him, and, I mean, Brooke's just not having it. 13 blocks, I think, in, in three games so far this year, which is just insane. And uh, But, yeah, I mean, it's Giannis. Giannis is just – you can have Chris Middleton out. You can take away Pat Connaughton. I mean, Giannis is going to get the job done. He's shown it. Back-to-back 40-point games, it's insane. Th- that's the crazy thing about this whole thing, right, is when we talk about Giannis – 
He's won multiple MVPs, Defensive Player of the Year and everything else. And in, in history, it tells us that one player will not dominate for a decade winning that award, right? They didn't let Michael Jordan do it. They're not going to let, they didn't let Kobe or Shaq or LeBron or anybody else dominate winning that award. So, because of that, guys like Steve Nash, who played very well for the Phoenix Suns, he gets a couple MVPs out of it, and other guys get their opportunity. So to say, well, he's going to go win an MVP this year, probably not likely, but he's playing at a pretty high level right off the bat to start. And, you know, can he continue this? And we already have heard the stories of, I learned a lot playing for my international team, playing for Greece, right? And how different that style of basketball is. Yeah, and I do think... I don't think it's out of the picture for him to win another MVP. I think the last couple of years, people wrote it off as okay, voter fatigue. Um, you know, he won back to back. He's probably not going to win one for you know at least a few more right. years. I think it's back to people are starting to just realize this guy is that much better than everyone else. Like he is in even a tier of his own. I mean, there's plenty of great players. As you know, there's probably more great players than there's been in a long time in this league, but. I think just every night Giannis plays, I see on Twitter just other fan bases realizing like Giannis is the best player in the world. Like Period. there's really just no argument for it. Nope. And I think at the end of the year we might just look at it and say he was just that much better than everyone else. We got to give him another one. And I so I would not be surprised if he won. Were one. you at the game yesterday? Is that how you lost your voice? Yeah. So I did, I had a little bit of a sore throat. Then I went to the game and was yelling. Now it's game, torched. And then it just went. It now it's completely tough. torched. Yeah. You'll learn uh, being uh, being a radio guy. Gotta take care of the vocal yeah. cords. I was gonna say I'm, I, as a podcaster, I got yeah. one job is just don't just, lose your voice. Don't lose your voice. It. It's like doing radio. It's like Ted Davis doing Bucks play by play for all those years. Never really lost his voice. And then one time uh, he was kind of losing his voice, and you could hear it on the air. And he was. Being damned he was going to gut it out <laughs> and finish the broadcast but so you didn't hear the tv telecast then right no during the tv telecast jeff van gundy take him leave him whatever you want to say about jeff van gundy and he said it and i started laughing i'm like why the hell not i think he's right he said just build this dude a statue now like what are we waiting for just build yon's statue out in front of fiserv just build it now why do people gotta wait till people are about dead to build somebody a statue build it now let him enjoy it now nathan i'm with him build the man a statue like have it done by the end of the year Put, figure it out get it up for the playoffs and unveil it in the playoffs yeah hang, hang the number in the rafters yeah, already do it, I mean, all. do it i don't care just yeah. do it all like we're literally at a point where and because people ask me sometimes like oh what would you do if Giannis left and it's like at this point, I mean, there's like he could he could be like I hate Milwaukee and I'm going to you know Boston or something right. like, that. like the worst move that in my opinion could happen. Philly for you, yeah, whatever. And it's like I would not boo him. I'd be like whatever, like you know, I'd be upset. I'd be sad. But it was like I I don't he could do anything at this point. Um, and it's like you, we're still just, he's, he's he did everything he could. For the us. problem is going to be if we get to that point with Giannis, where Giannis plays his contract out and goes. It was fun. Uh, I'm, I'm boys with Kobe uh, and trying to get that Laker thing back on the line. My girl's from the West Coast. I'm going to go try and fix that Laker mess that LeBron has made for everybody out there and try and restore that, right? I, I don't know if everybody boos him or anything else because he won a championship. That was the goal. I want to win a championship while I'm here. He won a championship. And like you said, he's done everything. So I don't think you ever get to a situation where people boo him or whatever else. If he goes to the Lakers, I don't think people are mad. No. But, you know, if he pulls a bread and tries to go find that rival to go play with, like he ends up in Miami 
or something, then I think people are going to be hot. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you want to go to the West Conference? Play with whoever you want in the West. But I, we don't want to deal with you in the East. And who knows how long it'll be before the Bucks are title contenders anyhow if Giannis leaves. But that, that, I think that might be the rub depending on where he goes. Yeah, I, I honestly don't. I, I Personally, I'm just like, I'm, I, I think, at least for me, and I think a lot of people are just like, at you imagine point, him and Embiid in Philly? Oh, I mean, oh. I wouldn't want to see. I, I, oh. I mean, we've been talking about how much you know. I don't like. I don't like Philly and and Beats come around on me a little bit, but it's still you know. You don't one like of my, Harden. One of my least favorite players, of course, Harden. Like he would never play with Harden. No, but um, yeah, I just that dude is. It's like again, we're at a point where yeah, you might as well build the statue. You might. Like, he is a legend in this town forever, of course, forever. And yes, I mean, I mean, I'm just hyped to see again. How, like if we can win more, if we can build this into you know, we, it's awesome to get one. That that was always like the dream is just get a championship. I didn't think I'd see one in my lifetime. Yeah, and, and I so thought that, I'd be dead. That's such an awesome thing. I'm glad I got it. You know, I'm I'm young and yeah. it, the perfect time for me to to kind of see one. And I'm it's like I I, I truthfully think and with this team they're they're playing well right now. It's like I they got a chance. They got a chance to win another one. To win another one, and, and you know if they can really maximize this, turn this into you know. I don't want to say dynasty, but a mini dynasty. Yeah. Win in, you know, maybe three and five years, something That's like that. That's a dynasty. Whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, Giannis is awesome. That's no, no doubt about breaking it. news. But So <laughs> what's the weakness that you may be seeing here after three games? Because for me, no team is ever going to be perfect. There's always going to be things, and this annoys people that, that listen to me over the years. You always want the perfect team, Sparky. Gary Ellerson always used to tell me that. You're never going to find the perfect team. Well, maybe, but I'm always going to try and look and find out what perfect piece fits here. For you, what's that weakness you may see within this Bucks team right now? Again, early three games. Yeah, I mean, as good as things are going, I think defensively they've been fantastic, and that's something that going into this year you know you're not what you're without Chris for the beginning of the year I'm looking at the offense as okay the offense might be bad but that's not how it's going to be once Chris comes back the right. defense on the other hand I was like the defense is going to be not changing a ton once Chris comes back he's not a, like a complete game changer on that end so the defense has been fantastic I've been super high with that the offense Drew Holiday He's been very inconsistent offensively. That's two, being kind. Two, two really bad games in two really bad games out of three, and uh, was I mean, he was really good in the second game, but that Philly game was terrible. Last night was terrible, and want to see more consistency from him. And we've seen this in the playoffs. We've seen this whenever he has kind of a tough matchup um, on defense. He kind of struggles to then score on offense, which is fair. Like that makes sense. But I think against Philly, he was two for fifteen. It's like. Just be better than two for fifteen. Like if you're five of fifteen, that's still not good, but that's not killing you. But see, that's the thing, though, right? So, Chris Middleton, we know what that dude is, right? Yeah. That dude's gonna get hot and look like unbelievable for two or three weeks, and then later in the season, he's gonna be look like he doesn't belong in the starting lineup for a couple weeks. He's just gonna go cold, and he's talked about in the past where he just gets dead legs or whatever he called it uh, at a certain point of every year he always goes through that struggle that he has to get himself through at that point plus Milton coming off of injury on top of it I get the Drew Holiday concern uh, offensively for sure as far as can he get that outside shot going consistently and for me stay there Grayson Allen is another one that hasn't gotten going. And this goes back, yeah, he was unbelievable in one playoff series, and that's great, you know, uh, when he was, you know, doing his thing against the Bulls. But for me, it's can you take that next step as a shooter 
and get even better than you have been. I don't know if he can or not, but he's got to be closer to a sharpshooter than an average shooter at the end of the day for this Bucks team. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, and I think, I mean, right now, through a very small sample size, but I think he's around 26%, obviously not even close to where you need him to be, and that's going to need to go up. He was at around 40% last year, obviously did not have a great series against Boston, was fantastic in the first-round series, but like the inconsistencies there are um, a bit of a problem. But with all these guys, it, there's two things. Number one, you need to wait to see what they look like when Chris comes back because that, again, that's, I mean, as I said, Chris coming back is going to completely change the offense. So you're okay with the offense not looking great right now, and it hasn't looked great. But, I mean, the defense looks great, which is what you need because you know, okay, Chris probably isn't going to completely change things defensively. What we have right now, Drew... Giannis, Brooke, that's, you know, 90% of your But defense. it adds size because it gets Carter out of the starting lineup, oh, yeah, which yeah. allows Grayson to slide over, and now Middleton adds some size. And Middleton, you know, when he wants to be, can pretty be a pretty good defender. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying if if I'd be much more concerned if their defense was bad right now than if their offense sure. was bad. Sure. Yeah, and so yeah. I'm, 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 they have the number one defensive rating in the yeah. league right now. So it's like I'm happy that they're doing things well in the defensive end. The offensive side with, with Drew struggles, with Grayson struggles, that stuff to me, you know, not a great sign. You'd love to see those guys playing better, but Chris coming back, I'm going to I'm gonna assume that those things will even out. Those things will get better. Um, and with all these guys, I mean, it's a long season. You'd mentioned Chris going through slumps. We're going to want to overreact after, you know, after a guy has two or three bad games in a row and say, oh, my gosh, you know, he's killing us. This guy's not good enough, blah, blah, blah. It, it's an 82-game season. Right. For us, it's a close to 100-game season. Yep. There's going to be bad stretches. Grayson Allen's going to have stretches where he sucks. He's in a bad one right now. He's going to also have stretches where he's shooting 50% from three. And it's like, you get, you got to go, you got to take the highs and the lows. You have to kind of try not to overreact too much. Um, and that's why, yeah, after four games, I'm not going to have any 
crazy, oh my gosh, we need to get rid of Grayson Allen because he had three bad games. Like, it's a long season. He, we have a entire year sample of him shooting 40% from three. I'm going to go with that over three games. You know, So that, that's kind of where I'm at. You know, it's interesting. Last night I was on the BetQL uh, chat during the Bucks game uh, with all these different fans or whatever, and we were talking with inside this chat, and the whole thing about, you know, they need another shooter or they need to do something. And then the conversation became, well, you know, who, who are they going to end up being able to trade one way or the other? And it's going to be Grayson Allen, y'all. I mean, that's going to be the guy that gets moved here if somebody's going to get moved to get somebody of significance uh, at the end of the day. You know, Jay Crowder is that name that, that's being talked about and how that all plays out. And then you have Joe Ingles coming back uh, as well at some point in January, it looks like. So you're going to add a, a size guy in Ingles that isn't necessarily maybe what you're looking for is that sharpshooter off of the bench as that sixth guy that's normally a guard. Not all the time, but normally that guy is a, is a guard-type player. They just don't have a lot of assets because of lack of picks and lack of movable deals to really go for that guy. More than likely, it's going to be a buyout guy that they're going to have to have to get for that playoff run if they need somebody. Yeah, this has been a thing for a couple of years now, really, where it's like people want upgrades, people want to go get these players, and it's just like, who do we have to really give up? Like, yep. you, like we're kind of locked in with what we have. There's a, a few guys, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth guy that uh, you can maybe move around. Like, like you said, Grayson's really the main one. George Hill, you could potentially move, but like maybe Wara. Um, but that's kind of it. Like everyone else is, you know, you're not trading Brooke. You're not, and Wara and Hill aren't going to get you anything of significance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, if you're going to trade them, it's, nope. you're not going to go get someone who's a massive upgrade, going to be a complete game changer. Whereas these people, you know, some people just assume that you can go just get some. It's like we need, we don't have the assets for it. Um, but I, I'd, I've been on the fence with, you know, I've been a supporter of Grayson throughout the offseason, not been happy with what I've seen so far. Um, with the whole uh, Jay Crowder thing, I kind of have been in the camp of I'm, I'm fine with it either way. If they trade Grayson in, in you know, a, a deal to get Jay Crowder, I'm fine with that. If they keep Grayson, I'm fine with that because Grayson's going to give you more shooting. Jay's a little bit more trustworthy come playoff time, better, def- better defender. Um, so there, there's pros and cons of both sides. I don't think either either guy is you know amazing, um, but both of them are at least playable come playoff time and. I mean, they're they're both just guys that you know you're you're looking for a specific role. They're not going to be anything um, crazy. See, and this is the thing. I, I, and I'm an old guy listening to young guy talk, right? Because me ten years ago would never be talking the way you're talking, and you're talking correct, one thousand percent correct, which it makes me happy. Which is what this guy will do in the playoffs. You're not talking about what this guy's going to do in December or January or February. How does he impact the playoff rotation? How does he impact how we play in the playoffs? And will he make us better in the playoffs? Regular season? Playoffs. That's how you should be thinking right now with this current construction of this Bucks team. Mentioned a couple of guys I want to get into. George Hill, one of those guys. Uh coming in. If you heard the tease trailer that we made, uh, Mr. Marzian over there is a huge Javon Carter guy, and that, that's kind of his guy that he's pulling for to be the kind of that breakout player for this Bucks team uh, this year. To this point, I'm not a big George Hill guy last year at all. Like, I was ready to cut him, trade him, whatever. We don't need him back. But he looks a little bit quicker. He doesn't look as old as he did last year. I don't know if he's in better shape or what's what I'm seeing. But he looks better to me than he did last year. 
Uh, and then you look at Javon Carter, when you get a Connaughton and a Middleton back, I don't know how he fits necessarily with a George Hill if, if, capital if, Hill continues to play like this. Yeah, I mean, all offseason, you know, everyone was talking, including myself, try to trade George Hill, get rid of George Hill. He had a very, very bad playoffs, was pretty much useless in that Boston series. And so just, I mean, and, and Bud refused to play Javon Carter, so it just became get Hill off our team. And again, I was in that camp too. Um, and you're kind of hoping coming into the year, okay, he's not going to be what he was in 2019-20 with us. He was a super efficient, like a perfect bench player for us. Probably not going to be that, but you're hoping he won't be as bad and useless as he was in the playoffs last year. You're hoping he can be somewhere in the middle. And that's what we've seen so far is we've seen him, you know, make some nice plays. He's not killing you out there. He's giving you some solid minutes. And that's what we need. And I, as you said, I'm, I'm a big Javon Carter guy. A lot of people, you know, were in the offseason just saying, hey, play Javon Carter over George Hill. Um, so far, George Hill's looked a little bit better than Javon Carter, even with, you know, Javon Carter got that starting job. Um, I think going forward, it's it's... I'm hoping it'll be a thing where Bud, he doesn't, you know, give it to George Hill and then never give Javon Carter a chance or vice versa. I don't, you know, I want to see both of these guys get a shot if the other one is struggling. Um, that's what was so frustrating about last year's playoffs is George Hill was out there, you know, sucking. And it was like, hey, it, it, this guy is clearly not playing well. At least give the other guy a chance. If you're going to lose giving Javon Carter a chance, well, at least you, you know, gave, it, gave all your options. And he just stuck it out with George Hill and it, it killed us. And um, so... This season, I mean, as you said, there's not really much room for both of them. But I think you can, you know, they're not both going to play a lot. If you can either game to game or just, you know, in stretches, hey, you know, give George Hill a couple games. If, if he's really struggling, okay, go back to Javon Carter for a little bit. If Javon's struggling, go back to, you know, whatever. Um, go with the hot hand because... I just want to see both of these guys kind of get a, a chance with those backup minutes. And it's not going to be many minutes. It's not right. going to be a, a, a huge, impactful role. Just someone that can come in there and, and not kill you off the bench. Let's talk about the other guy we brought up, uh, you brought up in the trade deadline, uh, or possible trades, not trade deadline. But Jordan Wara is a guy that I really like rookie year, um, and, and not as much. And uh, in, in part of the reason is not as much is, First it was, well, he's got to work on his defense. Uh, he's got to work on his rotations and so forth. That's been an ongoing thing with him for a couple of years now. But the thing that irritates me and bothers me is, the man don't pass the damn basketball. The man gets the basketball, and he's shooting the basketball, good or bad. He'll hit a three, hit a three against the Nets, he, you know, and then he'll take some, and he looks not so good. And then Gunny's on TV going, oh, this guy here, he's a scorer, you know. And, oh, yeah, they always mention yeah, that on TV. walking bucket, all this stuff. Listen here, just a PSA. If he could score like that, he'd figure out. A, they'd figure out a way for him to play right now. If he was that good offensively, because there have been many a sixth man in the NBA that couldn't play defense, didn't want to play defense, had no care to play defense. They were on the floor averaging 18 off the bench because they were that instant scorer off the bench. If this dude was that good offensively, y'all would be playing him. So I think that is kind of a fabrication at this point as well. I bought into it the rookie year. I'm done buying into it at this point. So if you don't want to pass the basketball and move the basketball to help this offense and essentially become the black hole of the offense when you're out there, you can sit your ass on the bench because I've about had my fill of watching him play. Go I ahead. I can't tell. Do you do you do you not like Jordan Wara? Dude, 
I love Jordan Wara, but I don't like this version of Jordan Wara. This started last year and it irritated the hell out of me, and it hasn't changed. Like, and then you gave him two years. You gave him two years after you pretty much said, "Yeah, you're not ready." Well, okay. So what's the plan? Is the plan if Middleton leaves, he's the guy? Because folks, he's not the guy. Not right now. Yeah, you're laughing at me because I'm all fired up. But I've, <laughs> I've about had it. He comes in and I just cringe like, oh God, please pass the ball. It doesn't happen. Yeah, when we drafted him, I mean, I didn't mind. It was a 45th pick. I'm like, hey, he, we know, you know, he's got offensive potential. He can shoot it. He can score it. The defense has to improve. The passing has to improve. And it's been the exact same thing since we drafted him. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't improved any of those areas he's needed to improve great summer league guy when he's the best player on the court he can fill it up and he can put up 20 because he's the best player on the court there but then he gets in the game you got Giannis you got Drew I'm like okay you're not the scorer anymore you gotta be the distributor you gotta be someone gotta be a role player yeah and and I don't think he knows necessarily how to be a role player he doesn't know how to be a winning role player um I just I don't think he will learn how to. So yeah, I've been I've been off the war thing for um, a little bit now. Definitely, I, I I don't know what you know. I don't think you can get anything for him really in a trade. At least he's young, and you can maybe make the case he's I got some scoring. This points. is this, this is what has to happen, and it's not going to. But this is this is this would be my last ditch effort if I was Bud, young Bud. This is what we're going to, we're going to do. Your first guy off the bench, Yance comes off. And I'm going to bring off Drew, too. They're going to come off together when they come off. And I'm going to send my guy George Hill, who I love to death. He's going to go in. He can't score. So he's going to go in. You're going to go in, too. And you and Mids are going to run this offense and score. You're going to be the score. I want you to show me that you can score at a high level in this league. I want you just to focus on scoring the basketball and getting as much as you can. And I'm going to let him do it for a month. And I want to see what happens. And I'm going to tell my guys, I'm telling Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis, pull them into the meeting, into a meeting. Listen, you all think this dude can play and can score it. I want to see it. So this is how this is going to go. This is what I'm doing. Y'all may get frustrated. This may not work. But I want to give this kid a legit chance to see if he can score as much as everybody thinks he can. And if he can you got a real six man that can score, and now you work around the rest of the stuff with him. And if it doesn't work, there's the end of the bench. We're moving on. And that's that. Again, though, the problem is you could do that, but you're only he's only proven he can score as the best player on the court for his team. Once you put him, again, he, he still hasn't proven he can score as a role player Correct. in that situation, which I just, he'll never be, he'll never be a guy you can play as, to me, a six man, because again, Six man requires you to be able to play with the starters, and you know, yep. and and not you can be a, a 17, 18 point per game scorer, but still, you know, we see some of these six man like like Tyler Hero last year. I'm not a, I'm not a huge Tyler Hero guy. Doesn't play a ton of Nor defense. Um, it isn't super efficient, but he at least can pass the ball. He at least can play around Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. He, he he's not gonna go out there and completely kill you and just completely hog the ball. And um, that's just that's how war is. Like I, I, he he won't be able to do that. Like that. he's just not an effective role player. That's all I got. I I got nothing else to help him. That that's all I've got. So if we can't do that, then I I don't understand why you gave him two years. Like I I to this right now, three games in, I don't get it. 
talk to me in January. We'll be doing this podcast twice a week. Every Wednesday and Friday morning, you'll get a new Green and Growing podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family members. Hopefully, I won't get as fired up as I did on Jordan Wara there. But, but I mean, th- this is what it's going to be all year. Maybe I'll change my tune by the end of the year. I've been known to change my tune from time to time. Okay, let's talk about big picture stuff here. Again, three games in. Biggest threat or threats to this Milwaukee Bucks team right now to them winning a championship because I don't see one in the East. Boston is probably that team that everybody's going to go with and roll with. Um, But I'm sorry. Their coach is gone for the year. They got a guy that's never coached before. Missoula might be good. I think that's how you say his name. He might be good. Uh, We'll see. But I just think in the postseason, sometimes you can have that guy make that run, right? Boston last year made that run. Sometimes you can have that rookie coach that makes that run in the playoffs. Most of the time, there's a learning curve. You're going to take some bumps as a coach coaching in that five or seven game series, you know, along the way. That's what I think maybe slows down Boston. They have the talent. Yes, they have lots of talent. They're probably deeper than the Bucs. Um, so they, they've got it all. I, I just think, God, I never thought I'd say this. I, I, I think I think Bud wins a coaching battle. Did I just say that? <laughs> Swear to God, I haven't been drinking. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think he can outcoach Bud, I guess, in a series. I cannot believe I'm saying this. I think it's getting awfully odd in here. I think I'm starting to sweat in the studio. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's for the East. Um, I'll wait on the West. What about you in the East? I am still thinking Boston is our biggest threat yeah. and a, a legit threat. I think it's, it's going to come down to us in Boston. Um, coming into the year, I was very, very um, high on the Sixers. And obviously what we've seen from the Sixers so far has not been pretty. But I, I really just believed that. I mean, I loved their um, additions in the offseason. I thought their whole team fit together. They're very deep. Embiid's going to have another you know, MVP caliber year. Harden's going to be pretty good. And Maxie's going to take a leap. I really liked – they got P.J. Tucker. I really liked this Sixers team. I know it's a small sample. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of season left. But they – I mean – I've just that you can't trust them anymore. I, I wanted to trust them. They're now one and four. You can't trust Doc Rivers. You can't trust James Harden. You can't trust. There, there's nobody on that team. Not in the playoffs. You can't trust those guys. And it's like, nope. I, I wanted to. I was like, and I hate. I hate the Sixers. They're my either least or second least favorite team in the entire NBA. But I picked them to be the number one seed in the East, and I just it just just out of my. You know how much I like their team, um, just from a basketball fan standpoint. You know, I, being unbiased, I was like, I really like this team, and I'm gonna believe in them. Uh, you know, even though I really shouldn't, because there's three guys on that, or three very, very key parts of that organization that I, you know, you should never believe in come playoff time. And so far, my belief in them looks foolish because, yeah, they, they do not look good. No, they don't. And it's a long season. And more than likely, they'll figure things out and, and they'll get on some type of run here at some point. They got too much talent, like you said. Western Conference. To me, it's two teams. It's Golden State, it's Denver. That, that's where I'm at uh, in the West at this point. Um, and, and we'll see if, if there should be another team that I'm concerned about. Uh, but. There's a lot of blowing up in the West. Utah got blown up. San Antonio got blown up. Houston's trying to figure out how uh, to play with all of their young guys. Oklahoma City's in a complete rebuild. There's just a lot of going on. Minnesota thinks they're going to win with the Twin Towers like it's the 80s. I don't know how that's going to work. So far, it's been horrible. Yeah, Carl Towns does not look good defensively. No, with him and Rudy Gobert. And everybody said it was a bad idea when they did it. Timberwolves fans were excited because they got another you know all-star type player. Rudy Gobert, they were happy with the organization that they went for it and got that type of player. 
I don't know how much was thought process was put into how this was actually going to work before they did it, uh, but they did do it, uh, and we'll see if it works out. But again, they're not a threat to the Bucks. Uh, so really, I think it's I think it's Golden State, and I think it's it's Denver for me right now in the West, unless I'm completely forgetting somebody. To me, I mean, again, obviously Phoenix has been good regular season powerhouse the past couple years. Um, I'm not sold on them in the but, playoffs. Yeah, I mean, again, they're another team. I, I can't trust them at this point. You know, that, that game seven last year, just there's there's no way you can pick that team after that. Nope. Like, they got to just prove you wrong, and then you'll say, hey, I was wrong, but you're not picking them after that game. And Golden State, you know, those young guys get get another year of experience. Yeah. You know, they have a great mix. Wiseman and those guys. And young guys. Yeah. yeah, so I I completely agree with, with Golden State. Denver, Denver's good. They... Like I certainly could see them winning the West, um, but to me, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like to me, it's mainly just Golden State and Boston for me. I think are the two, um, the final teams from last year, and the way Tatum's looked so far this year, he's been awesome. They're, they we know they have a really good defense. Um, they have you know some guys they can at least throw at Giannis that have, have at least done a decent job at him. They do a lot of flopping, of course, but um, you know again, I, I, having at least someone that can somewhat contain Giannis is much better than I mean Golden State doesn't really have anyone so um that's what you know Boston is a team that that definitely worries me probably even more than than Golden State and as you said with the coaching stuff I, if they do end up losing I think it'll come down to you know them not having their coach will we'll come kind of catch up to them eventually and the other thing is too I Tatum's good Tatum you know super probably a superstar but mvp conversation maybe this year the issue is there like he'll, he'll have games he has 30 and 35 and then he you know he has 12 14 i'm like that those games he, we saw those in the finals where like he just you know offensively or scoring wise was not great and so he's not a superstar to me that i'm like you know again you go against the KD's, Jokic, Luka, those type of players, and it's like you you know they're giving you 30. Every night. It, it's it's happening. Like you, They are giving you 30. There's nothing you can really yep. do about it. And if you can hold them to 25, you did a damn good job. But Tatum, like that's the other thing. I, I think it'll either come down to the coaching or you know Tatum and Brown's inconsistencies of not being superstar superstars. They're, they're more like second-tier, third-tier guys. I, I, Jalen Brown's more of a third tier, but Tatum might be like a second tier guy compared to first. All right, one, one last thing on the way out here. Uh, I, I want to ask you this. We were talking uh, before the taping of our revision of our first podcast uh, here, um, and I, I was telling Nathan, the 15 year old, uh, who's a, just a confused kid. He's an Atlanta Falcons fan since like second grade, uh, and he's a Sacramento Kings fan uh, as well. And Robbie McAuliffe, who works out in Sacramento now, their station is the flagship of Sacramento Kings basketball. So he's all like, oh, Robbie can get his tickets. Like, we got to get out there and go see a Kings game. But for you, do you have a team or two that you like watching right now uh, on the ticket or whatever the case may be when they come on? You're like, yeah, man, that, that's a fun, young basketball team. Like, for instance, nobody is enjoying watching Packer football right now. There's no. nothing fun about watching that football that's team. That, no. Nothing. So that they're not fun to watch. You know, Buffalo, fun to watch. Maybe not against the Packers on Sunday, but but fun to watch regardless of who they're playing. You want to see Josh Allen or you want to see Patrick Mahomes or whoever. For me, I've been watching the Kings now with the 15-year-old. Um, so that's fun. I get frustrated and angry. I think I may be becoming a Kings fan with him at this point in the Western Conference, which is probably not good for my health because Mike Brown's the coach. Uh, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I'll tell you, Cleveland with Donovan Mitchell, man. 
that that team there, they're they're going to mess with some people this year. There are so many fun teams now in the NBA. So many, at least good or if not good, fun teams. Very, very, very few, and it's it's very different from right what the NFL is right now. The NFL right now has like three maybe legitimately good teams. A lot of just man, like bad offenses, quarterbacks playing bad right now. Just not many fun teams that you're like. Like, there's so many games I'm like, yeah, you know, two teams that I'm not super excited to watch. The NBA, I just feel like, of the 30 teams, I honestly feel like 25, 26 of them are like, like yeah. legitimately either good or fun. Um, my one of my favorite teams. I love the the Kings this year. They have a very young, fun, fun team. Pelicans for me. I I think the Pelicans have been awesome. I've watched them quite a bit. I can't. I can't. I cannot do it. The Zion stuff drives me nuts. I can't do it. I I, I can't buy into a guy that's just can't stay. I, he's not going to stay healthy. I'm telling you right now. He's already. I already missed one game. I I have no faith in that dude staying healthy. If there was any type of track record of him playing a full season consistently, then I'd say. Yeah, they're going to be good. They're, they're going to be a problem, too. But I can't. I mean, I'm just not. I, I've, I've watched all these people get their hopes up that he's going to be that guy, and I just don't know if he can. No, I get that. But even – even I'm not I'm not a huge, huge Zion guy. I, I'm I'm also in that camp of, you know, got to see him play at least a full season and, and stay consistently healthy. But even outside of him, he was out last game, and um, they beat Dallas because they, you know, they, they actually have a pretty deep team. They didn't even have Brandon Ingram either, and they still beat Dallas. Um but yeah, I mean, you've got Zion, you got Brandon Ingram, you got C.J. McCollum, you've got Trey Murphy, you've got Ho- Jose Alvarado is really fun to watch because he does yes, that very fun to pickpocket watch, yeah. stuff and Come running and from nowhere. Like yeah, yeah, they they just they have quite a few young fun players. I, I've had a fun time watching them. I I like Toronto as well personally. Um, Scotty Barnes is one of my favorite young players, so I, I enjoy watching him. Um, Fred VanVleet, Pascal Siakam, they have. Uh, OG on Anobi, plenty of guys. They're in a bad situation. They are. They're in that in between. Correct. Area. They're in a bad situation. But I, I do have fun watching. I don't them. know how they get another superstar like they got Kawhi, but that's really what they need. Yeah. They need a superstar to go with their young talent. And the problem is, you're probably not going to sign one as a free agent. So you're going to have to figure out how, who, and how to. Who to give up to get that guy, right? So you're going to have to give up picks, but then I don't want to give up Scotty Barnes to get a superstar because I'm going to be going backwards, right? So does Siakam become that guy that goes back the other way in order to get that star player? I think that's what they have to do to get over the hump because otherwise, like you said, you're in purgatory. They're right in the middle. they got nowhere to go. Yeah, you're only... You're only as good as your best player, essentially. I mean, in this league, it's like the the stars are that. That's how far you're gonna go. You know, if you're not winning a title without a superstar player, top three to five player on your team, it's just not happening. See the Bucks and Michael Red. Yeah, <laughs> and so with them, it's like Pascal Siakam is not that guy. He's very good. Um, you know, he can have games where he has triple doubles, but he's not gonna do that consistently. He's not a superstar. Um, and you know, maybe they're hoping eventually Scotty Barnes can become a, a you know, borderline, you know, a star, you know, something where he's making all-star games and stuff. But I don't I don't necessarily envision him becoming a, you know, top five player. Or what about like that. that rookie in Orlando? 
He's throwing up 20 every night. Paulo, yeah. He's he's throwing up 20 he's, every he's night, a bucket. He is a bucket. Now, yeah. that dude, he, yeah. I mean, again, John Hammond down there and the crew and those guys all trying to figure this thing out. And that, that program has been putrid forever. So even when they've been there, they're still trying to find that Giannis, that guy yeah. that can put him over. I don't know if he's Giannis necessarily. I don't think he's that. But he, he might be that all-star type guy that might be their best player. Yeah, 20, 26 point per yeah. game score. I mean, he's already averaging like 20. I know he's, you know, they got a bad team around him, so that helps him score some. But I he, watching him at, at Duke, it was like, this guy just looks pro-ready. Like his first it game, it was like, he looks like an NBA player. And so he's showing it already, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. A lot of good fun NBA stuff to talk about. We'll talk Bucks all year, Green and Green. Plus, we'll talk some NBA, any NBA storylines that may come out of it as well. Nathan Marzian, follow him on Twitter. Steve Sparky Fiverr, you can follow me as well, uh, at Sparky Radio. Green and Growing drops every, drops every Wednesday and Friday morning. Spotify, Odyssey, Apple. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell random strangers that you meet at the supermarket or at the bar or at the the restaurant, uh, whatever the case may be. Tell everybody, green and growing. Have you looked up green and growing yet on Spotify? I have not. There's also a green and growing like plant show and stuff. That's no, not us. No. That's not us. You'll the see bucks, the picture. The bucks are more important than that. Very similar looking to me, but that, that that's not us. Have a good one. Toodles! <laughs>